Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, Prosecutor Thomas Binger continued his direct examination of Detective Martin Howard, playing a series of videos to guide the jurors through the aftermath of the shooting of Joseph Rosenbaum, including the shootings of Anthony Huber and Gage Grosskreutz. On today's episode, we will conclude our look at Binger's direct examination of Detective Howard, as well as the video that the prosecutor introduced capturing other angles of the shootings of Grosskreutz and Huber and their aftermath. That's all coming up after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. At the end of our last episode, Prosecutor Thomas Binger played a video recorded by an independent reporter named Brendan Guttenschwager, who operates under the social media handle BG on the Scene. The video showed the shootings of Anthony Huber and Gage Grosskreutz by Kyle Rittenhouse while Rittenhouse was on the ground. As Rittenhouse rose and people backed away from him, he got up and started walking backwards north on Sheridan Road. We then heard more gunshots. The camera panned around, capturing police vehicles driving south on Sheridan towards the shooting, and then recaptured Rittenhouse in the frame, jogging and then walking towards the police vehicles, putting his hands in the air as a voice yelled, Hey, he just shot them. Hey, dude right there just shot them. Dude right there just shot all of them down there. And then we heard an amplified voice from one of the police vehicles ask, Straight ahead? Is someone injured straight ahead? We begin today's episode as that clip ends and as Binger asks the court's video operator to replay the video, saying that he wants to highlight some things for the jury. As the video begins and Rittenhouse runs north on Sheridan Road, away from the car source lot where he shot Joseph Rosenbaum, there are individuals who are pursuing him. Rittenhouse then falls to the ground. Binger points out Anthony Huber with his skateboard, as well as a man with white pants who will, in a few seconds, kick Rittenhouse. Binger uses a pointer to indicate the man in the white pants and says to the jury, There is a moment here in which the defendant is on the ground and he's got his gun pointed uh, towards this individual approaching him. Uh, Detective Howard, in the entire sequence of these events, how many uh, times did the defendant fire his gun? Eight times. I believe the testimony thus far is that four of those rounds were discharged and struck uh, Mr. Rosenbaum, is that correct? Correct. The fifth and sixth times that he shot were at this individual uh, with the white pants. Is that correct? Correct. The seventh shot is fired at Anthony Huber. Yes. And the eighth round is at Mr. Grosskreutz's right arm. Correct. As the video resumes, Rittenhouse fires two shots at the man in the white pants as that man is trying to kick Rittenhouse. 
Both of those shots appear to have missed the man, and the man flees the scene. Then we see Anthony Huber holding the skateboard in front of himself and charging at Rittenhouse. We hear a gunshot, and Binger pauses the video. The defendant has just discharged one round into the chest of Anthony Huber. Is that right? Correct. Again, the video resumes, and we see Gage Grosskreutz, who appears to stop short as Rittenhouse wheels the rifle. Rittenhouse fires again, striking Grosskreutz. We will later hear evidence that Grosskreutz was in the process of drawing a weapon at that moment, but this video is too blurry to make any of that out. As Grosskreutz heads south on Sheridan Road, we hear him shouting for a medic. testified, Detective, that the defendant discharged a total of eight rounds. Yes. We are hearing other rounds uh, in this video at, after the shootings of Mr. Huber and Mr. Grosskreutz, correct? Correct. None of those shots are being fired by the defendant, correct? Correct. Rittenhouse rises and walks north, initially backwards, presumably to make sure that he can see any other potential assailants. As he does so, the camera pans around and picks up several individuals. Binger asks Detective Howard to identify one of the men, and Howard says it is Ryan Balch, who was previously recorded walking with Rittenhouse south on Sheridan Road before the shootings began. Binger moves on to ask Detective Howard about the end of the video. At the end of this video, the defendant approaches a Kenosha squad car, correct? Yes, a Kenosha police squad car, yes. Yes, Kenosha police squad car. Um, do you know the names of the officers who were inside that squad car? Yes. And who were they? Officer Moretti and Officer Krieger. And that's Pep Moretti? Correct. And James Krieger? James? Jason, He's Jason Krieger. yeah. Okay, thank you. Binger next asks for a video to be played titled Zeminski After Rosenbaum Shooting. In the clip, we see the car source lot where Joseph Rosenbaum was shot. The camera pans and picks up a man in a black top and a black hat who appears to be holding a gun. From behind the camera, we hear a female voice yelling, he shot him. That is Kelly Zeminski's voice. In the video here, we're seeing a figure uh, walking away from the camera in a dark top, looks like maybe camouflage pants, pointing. Do you know who that individual is? Yes, that is Joshua Zeminski. And he is the one who fired the first shot about 2.5 seconds before Mr. Rittenhouse shot Joseph Rosenbaum. Yes. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
As the Zeminski video continues, the camera moves for a few steps in the direction that Rittenhouse fled the scene. It follows behind the man who Binger identified as Joshua Zeminski, as a female voice identified as belonging to Kelly Zeminski yells, get his ass, he fucking shot him. Then the camera POV turns around and heads back into the lot as a group of people pick up Joseph Rosenbaum and take him to the SUV. Again, we see Rosenbaum loaded into the vehicle as Zeminski and others urge people to clear out so that the car can leave without hitting anyone and take Rosenbaum to the hospital. As the SUV drives away, we hear Kelly Zeminski offer her commentary on what happened. The camera POV drifts back to the car source lot and finds its way to the place where Joseph Rosenbaum lay shot. There are pools of Rosenbaum's blood on the lot pavement. Detective Howard, that video ended at this, the location where Mr. Rosenbaum's body fell after being shot and killed by the defendant, correct? Correct. At any point in any of those videos, is there any indication 
that Mr. Rosenbaum had any weapon of any kind? No. No gun? I can only see a plastic bag that he's carrying. So no gun? No. No knife? No. No bat? No. No club? No. Binger then asks for one final video to be shown, a clip by a Kenosha-based Facebook livestream host named Lakota Lichtwald. Detective Howard tells the jury that Mr. Lichtwald, whose voice we hear from behind the camera, is moving south on Sheridan Road. We see a number of people run ahead of the camera towards sounds of commotion. As another group of individuals run past the camera heading in the opposite direction, north on Sheridan Road, Binger pauses the video and calls the jury's attention to one of the figures running north, identifying him as Kyle Rittenhouse. Approximately 11 seconds after Rittenhouse passes the camera, we hear gunshots. Lichtwald comments, those are gunshots, people. Soon after, we begin to hear the shouts for a medic from Gage Grosskreutz. The camera moves towards the shouts and comes upon Grosskreutz as he calls for a tourniquet. Binger pauses the video and identifies Grosskreutz as the man crying for a medic. He also identifies a man with green pants who tends to Grosskreutz as Jason Lakowski. We see Grosskreutz bleeding profusely from his right arm. As police vehicles arrive on the scene, Lichtwald explains that he observes that we have two individuals that have been shot, referring to Huber and Grosskreutz. As the clip ends, Lichtwald explains that he has been instructed to get out and backs away from the scene. After the video ends, Prosecutor Binger first asks Detective Howard to explain what happened at the end of the video. And then Binger asks Detective Howard to recap for the jury all of the events that have been presented in the array of videos that the jury has been shown. Detective Howard, can you describe for the jury what's going on in that um, sequence of events that we just saw after Gage Grosskreutz was shot? 
So those are several armored vehicles from different law enforcement agencies in Wisconsin arriving to a report of shots fired. And they are attempting to render aid to victims. But before they do that, they are concerned because they, they don't know whether or not there's still an active threat. So they come out with a show of force to secure the area. So that way, after they secure the area, they can provide medical aid to the victims or the, the people who got shot. I know I've just presented a lot of videos to the jury, and I want your help, Detective Howard, just so we can make sure we've got everything in chronological order. Based on what we've just played for the jury and what you know, can you kind of describe the sweet sequence of events uh, in, in the series of shootings that we've just seen? Starting with the, the first shooting? Yes. So the, the first shooting takes place at the 63rd Street and Sheridan Road car source on the south end of our map here. Uh, that is where Mr. Rittenhouse uh, shoots four times at Mr. Rosenbaum. All right. So the, the first shooting uh, with Mr. Rosenbaum and Mr. Rittenhouse where four shots are fired, this takes place at the car source at 63rd Street and Sheridan Road at the south end of our map. That was after they both ran in a southwest direction going down to the left in this parking lot. After those four shots are fired, Mr. Rittenhouse uh, takes a direction northbound. He's on the sidewalk briefly, and then he moves a little bit more to the east. When he's closer to 62nd Street, in that approximate area, he runs northbound on Sheridan Road, in the middle of Sheridan Road. At approximately 61st Street, just north of that intersection, or right, right at that intersection, that is where Mr. Rittenhouse falls down and takes a position on his back facing southbound. Uh, the individual unidentified who attempts to kick him is shot at two times, and then Mr. Huber is shot at one time, and then Mr. Grosskreutz is shot at one time. And all of that takes place at this location right here. And then can you just show us the defendant's path as he walks away from the scene after that? After that, Mr. Rittenhouse continues northbound on Sheridan Road. And the line of police cars and Bearcats, or uh, armored vehicles, originally was at 60th and Sheridan? At Sheridan and 60th, right here. And you mentioned earlier there was a Kenosha Police squad car with officers Moretti and Krieger in it that the defendant approached. Can you show us where that was on the map? Right. That was, that squad car was in the, the westbound, uh, the westernmost lane of southbound Sheridan Road just south of 60th Street. So that KPD squad car would have been right here. And then just for complete context here, the uh, original car source that the defendant was at, at earlier in the evening, can you point that out for us, please? That was at Sheridan Road and 59th Street at the southwest corner. Okay. Thank you very much. Again, this entire series of events took place in a four-block area on Sheridan Road between a car source location on 59th Street, which Rittenhouse was initially guarding, and another car source location four blocks south on 63rd Street, where he shot Joseph Rosenbaum. And with the end of Prosecutor Binger's direct examination of Detective Howard, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next episode as we explore the cross-examination of Detective Howard by defense attorney Mark Richards. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can find more information about this trial at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. This episode was written by Amalia Mathewson. It was co-produced by Chris Terracone and Aaron Karenik. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. The episode was edited by Chris Terracone. Music for the episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.